Hello, Redeemer family. It's April 2nd, Good Friday. And it's good because it's good for us. And it's also good because it's holy. It's a holy act that we're honoring on this day and remembering and acknowledging and actually lots of other places in the world do refer to Good Friday as Holy Friday so thank you for listening in as we pray together and read God's word Psalm 22 says my God my God why have you forsaken me why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And you, our fathers, trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. And you they trusted and were not Put to shame. That's Psalm 22, 1 through 4. Take a moment to ready your heart for some time praying and hearing the story of that day. Isaiah 52, 13 through 53, 12. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them, they see. And that which they have not heard, they understand. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement 
that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence. And there was no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Rich stuff, y'all. Good stuff. Isaiah 52 and 53. Be worth revisiting again. God is good. He knew the way and willingly bore our transgressions. An unbelievable story that is true. And hear what happened. The people who knew him best. John 18, 1 through 19, and then also verse 37. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. So he asked them again, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. Of those whom you gave me, I have not lost one. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its sheath. 
put your sword, put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. First they led him to Annas, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was a high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be an expedient that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood outside that door, so the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, You are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with with them, standing and warming himself. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. And then skip down to verse 37. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. What a call. I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. That was Jesus' mission, and that is our mission. And did you see, did you notice in verse uh, 17 when Peter says, I am not, when asked if he's one of the disciples. And then they just stood around the fire warming themselves. Peter, a disciple of Jesus, was there with the servants and officers just hanging out as if he's one of them. I wonder where are we just hanging out as if we're one of them when we're actually the beloved children of Jesus called to make the truth known in the world. Praise God that on that day he did take on all those transgressions, all those times of denial in our heart and, and even with our words and our actions that Jesus is king. He took all that willingly on himself and was separated from the Father. And so let's just, as a people, again, take a posture of living in the pain of that. We can think about and we can pray and ask God for where areas where we need to bear a burden, where we need to take up our cross. And we need to submit 
to the pain that comes with that. To be more and more like Jesus. So just pray, quiet your heart now and pray for a moment there. Okay, hear this from Hebrews 10, 16 through 25. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will, will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water." Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. That's funny, isn't it? Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day, the day, the great day drawing near encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let's stir one another up to good works, right? To love and good works. And let's do that together by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. The world is changing rapidly before us, new technologies, new distractions, buildings coming down, buildings being built. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He's not moody. He does not make decisions based on the direction of the wind. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. So may you find rest tonight in the unchangeable love of our Lord Jesus who bore our transgressions on the cross on that good Friday, that holy Friday. And let's rest in that, Redeemer. Blessings to you and peace to you by his blood. Signing off for now. Peace. Thank you so much for spending this time with us as we learn from Jesus how to pray together. For more information about Redeemer Presbyterian Church, please visit us at RedeemerWS.org.
Jésus. 